Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This week, Addenbrooke's Hospital in Cambridge turned 250 years old. To celebrate, they've opened a new museum full of trinkets and curiosities from the past. I went along to find out a bit of the history of the building, which appeared to include naughty nurses, some torturous-looking medical tools and the odd glass of champagne. My name's Hilary Ritchie and I'm the hospital archivist. The hospital was founded by Dr John Addenbrook, who died in 1720, and in his will he left his money, about £4,500, to his widow, but she only survived him by six months. Then the money was left to build a voluntary hospital in Cambridge for the poor people of Cambridge. What do we know about John Addenbrook? Unfortunately, we don't know very much about him at all. He supposedly was able to predict the exact date and time of his death and burnt all his personal material, including a portrait of himself. So, unfortunately, we don't know very much about him at all. Not very helpful to the archivist, then. (laughs) No, not at all. But we do have three letters written by him in the archives, one dated 1711 and the other 1716. Unfortunately, I can't read them. Typical doctor's writing. But (laughs) they have been transcribed. He's writing to colleagues about how to treat patients. So what about the hospital? In in its first form, what was Addenbrooke's like? It was um, a typical building of the period. Um, It had um, four wards, two men and two women. In the first week, it admitted 11 patients. There were three physicians and three surgeons. And in the minute book, which we've got in the archives... Is this what we're looking at here? That's right. There's a minute for the date, 13th of October, 1766. And it says that the hospital is going to open. And if people wanted to come to the hospital, they had to be there by 10 o'clock. And if they hadn't been seen by 11, they had to come back the next week. On display here next to it, I've got the first annual report. um, And that tells us the number of patients that were in the hospital for the first year, um, how many were admitted in in patients and how patients how many discharged dead and then there's also the accounts in it oh yeah here we go here we go so it's um of whom have been cured 143 that's good mm-hmm. dead only 26 26 that's yes yeah so in the year they saw um 263 patients and only 26 died that's very good that's good isn't it yes yes and so who was using because this was long before the nhs that's who right. was using these this, hospitals this was all for the poor people so if you could afford to pay for medical treatment you had to see a doctor in your own home or go to their house so this is for people that couldn't afford treatment and it's recorded in the minute books occasionally somebody would come in and it would be found that they could have paid for their treatment and it's written that they must never be admitted to the hospital again and what about the staff at the time in in early Addenbrookes, right. what were the staff like? Okay. I think I said at the beginning, there was three surgeons and three physicians. They would be honorary positions, so they would be um, people that were at the university or would work in the hospital to, to help to treat the poor. But the nursing staff, there was the matron, um, a lady called Anne Perry. Her salary was £10 per year. 
then there was lots of nursing staff um, and in the minute books it records who the nursing staff were oh. when they were appointed and this kind of thing but also more interestingly when they were dismissed and why they were dismissed um, one instance was that um, one took um, some patients into the city um, one afternoon well, I think that sounds nice but for bringing back and selling wine beer and cheese to the patients in the woods another nurse was uh, dismissed for bringing a man to lot into the hospital and turfing out a patient to provide a bed for him <laughs> and what's some um, there's a cabinet over here with some very uh, very <laughs> dare scary looking tools what's what's in yes. this cabinet it's full of all surgical and medical instruments We've got some tonsil guillotines in here. Sorry, tonsil guillotines? <laughs> yes. Which that, ones are they? That's the very top one. They have got a handle, stainless steel round handle. And then the, the guillotine part is... Oh, the only way I can describe it is that um, in the old olden days, you used to snip off the end of cigars. And so that's what the end of it's like. So that would come towards you and, um, and be a t- tonsil guillotine. And snip off your tonsils. Yep. And it still fires and it makes a terrific noise. <laughs> How horrific! That, I mean, I'm so glad I was born in this age. That's just oh, a saw. No I mean, way. some of these other instruments that, uh, that are above it. Um, I was at the AGM the other week, and um, one of the surgical team brought a load of instruments. And I thought, oh, I'll go and have a look at those, see how different they are. They're not. <laughs> a lot of them are very similar. And I, I said to them, oh, I don't know what they're used for. What's this used for? And she said, well, if you look at an instrument and open it, close it, do, do whatever it does. And if you think it looks as if it should open something, that's most probably what it does. So if you look at an instrument, see what it does, you can kind of work out what it's used for. So that's what I'm going to do now in the future. I hate to say this, but that one looks like it's for cracking nuts. <laughs> oh, it does rather, yes. Yes, yes. I think that would be better than some of the ones I've got at home, yeah. So what's this book here? This is a a drug order book. So the pharmacist had this book and he'd write in there all the drugs and what have you, bandages and all these kind of things that you'd need to order from the hospital. I've opened it out at this page because at the top of the page is cocaine is listed and that would have been used in the hospital as an anaesthetic, that kind of thing. But why I like it mostly at the bottom of the page it's all they're ordering quarter bottles of champagne and that would have been used for therapeutic purposes cheer people up you that's mean. right so maybe end of life you know that kind of thing give people oh, a gosh. little boost and that kind of thing yeah. so yeah. you're gonna pop your clogs but here have yeah, a drink have a drink of champagne <laughs>